Philadelphia. Beautiful Wednesday morning. Continuing over here with Derech Hashem. Towards the end of the fourth parak of the first Chalik. Towards the end of Perik Dalad. We are here in Chalik Al Perik Dalad. Simon Yud. Aleph Dalad Yud. And uh, here in the close of the fourth parak, Ramchal has to put together what he started over here. And the theme of the fourth parak again was a closer take. A, a zoomed in look at how exactly the Olam HaAvoida works. The Olam HaAvoida being against stage one, stage one being the proving ground where we create our Olam Haba, we create ourselves as Bnei Olam Haba. We do that by, again, just to summarize very quickly the points that we've had over here, by having the ability to make ourselves like Hashem, to make ourselves self-contained, independent, self-made sources of perfection, that can only be done through Bechira. Bechira is the only thing that can facilitate that. Bechira requires two choices. Two choices require struggles from without, but there has to be a struggle from within as well because making myself a self-contained source of shleimus means making myself. I, I myself have to be mashla myself, not just you know choose between right and wrong. Outside of me, the, the choice has to be inside of me too, and then I mashla myself. And in addition, I'm native to myself. I have this element of myself that, that pulls away from God, that's the guf. I have the element that pulls towards God, that's the neshama, that creates pechir, but that also creates the opportunity for me to be native to myself as I am mashed to myself. And that's, once again, like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is native, who is able to give to the Briyasa, that makes me even more like Hashem. The um, system that I use to be native to myself, to be mashla myself, to, that I apply my Bechira within, is the system of Torah and Mitzvahs, the system of this 248 positive, 365 negative, and that, that's the system that I'm applying my Bechira towards, and as we saw also, it's not a random system, that's one more facet of this whole, whole uh, very complex and, 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 and um, quite, you know, you can't really use the word, uh, you know, impressive is the wrong word to use over here, but, but very, very, very uh, misutter, very structured, organized system that Akash Baruch Hu has set up for us over here. So it's not just an arbitrary, um, you know, list of things that I have to do and choices that I have to make that create that shleimus. It's things that make me some like Hashem. And it's all kinds of facets in, in, in myself and outside of myself, each one of which is another aspect of, of godliness. And the constant struggle between the guf and the neshama is choosing to embrace one of those aspects and pulling my guf upwards to one, one of those 613 aspects or allowing the guf to drag the neshama away and, and following one of the 365 aspects of, 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 of drifting from God. And um, there is an a, 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 um, inherent connection and a... a, a um, intrinsic connection <clears throat> not not a passing and certainly not a arbitrary or incidental connection between everything that I do here and how that is everything that I do in terms of applying my Bechira within the realm of the mitzvahs is a necessary um, connection with Hashem another aspect of being like Hashem of, of Hashem's system itself what Hashem does in interacting with Bria that's mitzvahs and the mundane as well we saw the mundane also allows me 
to be mashed myself, make me like Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and that's when I'm utilizing the mundane to keep the rest of me, my essence, uh, in a state that's 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 maintained, preserved, and and ready to roar to be able to perform this. As we saw also mitzvahs pop up in all kinds of unexpected, unusual, and interesting places. Much of what we would classify as the mundane is really mitzvahs, and that's applying Torah and Das Torah, Ratzon HaTorah, Hashem's Ratzon, to every single situation in life, perfecting my mitzvahs. All that falls under the banner of mitzvahs. Okay, so that's a quick-ish summary of what we've seen so far in Perik Dalet. That's the whole system of how this works, and as we see, that's why the Ramchal dedicates an entire Perik to it, because it is very complex, very, very, very sort of very structured. Every detail is significant over here. We also saw that this whole, that stage one only works only as good as the kavanas that I have behind the scenes, meaning all of my bechira and all of my struggles in, 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 in resting the guf away and upwards from the pull of this world, getting the neshama to schlep the guf up, which is the same way as saying, making sure I'm doing all the mitzvahs, which is the same way as saying, making sure I'm being misdabic with all the facets, all the aspects of HaKadosh Baruch Hu over here in this world, while I, I am in stage one, are only as good as my kavana that's going on in the background, the kavana that I have going into that. Ahava and Yira, that's what we saw, right? Ahava means my motivation in doing mitzvahs is I want to be part of Hashem, I admire Hashem so much, I'm Hashem's biggest fan. I have posters of HaKadosh Baruch all over the wall, which you can't really do that, right? But, you know, those kind of poses that says, like, uh, you know, thank you, Hashem, we love you, Hashem, that's, I guess, way of putting posters up of God on the wall, right? All the motivation behind all my mitzvahs is, is, um, avoiding the Averis, my motivation is Yira, is awe, is that there's no way to, 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 to go against Hashem. When that's my kavanas, then indeed everything that I'm doing in terms of my bechira is really making me more like Hashem. But when the kavana is lacking, I'm just kind of going through the motions. I'm doing it out of guilt. I'm doing it uh, out of, uh, you know, uh, some kind of um, OCD maybe. You can apply OCD into Torah mitzvahs. That's not yours, Hashem. That's not Avas Hashem, not at all. That's just um, being unable to do otherwise. And that's creating very little, if any, connection with Hashem, creating any little, very little, if any, Tveikus with Hashem, it's not really going to translate into my Olam Habo, because Olam Habo is about Tveikus, and Tveikus is about creating Tveikus here. Good. That brings us up to Yud, and, and with that summary of everything that we've seen till now, let's see Yud, and, and, and um, Yud is a beautiful paragraph, it flows so nicely on its own, but it has to be understood in terms of its placement, in terms of its function as in this parak, and especially as closing out the parak, and one of the reasons we're going into this morning with the summaries is just to remind ourselves of where we're holding. You are here in the Sefer. You've got to stop and do that periodically because the Rav Chal throws out so much information at us. At the same time, the Sefer is very structured. It's very organized. We have to keep track of what the Rav Chal is building up. But also, this, this, this summary that we just put together will allow us to maybe understand that, that the final paragraph over here, Simon Yud, does need to be understood. Its placement, its function, what it's doing in terms of so let's see now. Ulam, Yud, Ulam. However, Sibas Ko Matzavi Hadam Cheshchasoi Ubihi Rasoi, Bihi Rusoi. The cause and catalyst behind our states, our different states that we can have, the states of man, which is man's state of being shrouded in the darkness, man's state of being exposed to illumination, being bathed in Hashem's lights. Okay, it's, it's essentially just a different way of saying 
Tveikos being one with Hashem and being distant from Hashem. What's the ultimate cause of that? So if we stop right now, we would say what? Well, I'm the cause of that, right? That's what we said till now. I decide if I'm going to have Tveikos. I decide if I'm going to have a lack of Tveikos. I decide if I'm raising the guf upwards. And as we said, the, the guf, we, we, we mentioned this in the summary just now, the, 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 the neshama is able to be mashpi on the guf, basically native to the guf. We benefit ourselves through through the acts of that makes us like Hashem. And it's only through the hatava of the neshama that the guf can really get anywhere. The guf on its own can never be like Hashem. The guf on its own is in contradiction to Hash, uh, Kodesh Baruch Hu. It stands in contradiction, can, stands in opposition. It's only via the neshama's actions that can do that. So, so we would have said, so, so what is it that, that causes the two different states that we can be in? Closeness or distance from the Rebbein Shalom. Kurva or Richuk, Dveikos or Pirud. It's our actions. That's what we said till now. The Ramchal says something unusual. What is it? What, what is it that determines our state of closeness or distancing from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? It's the Rebbein Hashem's shining His face upon us. Hashem directing His light and illumination towards us or Hashem concealing Himself from us. That's what determines our dveikas or lack thereof. That's a little funny. That's a curveball. He's saying this at the end of a parak where, where the whole parak was about Bechir, the whole parak was about us, the whole parak was about us controlling our destiny. Now he's saying, no, 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 it's, it's Hashem. So this is Ad. Let, let's keep going. <speaking in Hebrew> to the degree that the Rebbeinu Sholeilam shines his face towards us, gives us lichtedkeit, illumination, radiates us with his light. <speaking in Hebrew> we have an increase of purity, of shleimus, of completion, of tikkun, those who are worthy of uh, and, and, and are privileged to receive Hashem's light. According to the, the degree of Hashem's infinite light, Hashem's kedusha, Hashem's illumination, that directly determines the degree, again, of purity, sanctification, illumination, and closeness that we get. On the flip side of all this is Hashem concealing himself from us, turning away from us, creates distancing, creates pirud, creates us being far away from Hashem. So this is a little strange, right? It's coming from Akash Baruch That's certainly a monkey wrench in everything that we said till now. Let's see. The will be there constantly and reliably to provide this illumination, to give this light, to give this uh, elevation to all those who turn to Hashem. There's no issues, there's no um, um technicalities that are ever going on on, on the Rebbein side of things that will, would ever prevent or get in the way of that light from reaching us. I mean, what the Ramchal is coming to stress over here is Hashem is always there, Hashem can always be canted upon, Hashem is always reliable. And when a Yid is not receiving Ha'oraz Panim, is not receiving illumination from the Rebbein it's not due to a shortcoming or, or, or some type of difficulty technical issue going on Hashem's end of things, 
Ella, but rather it's always going to be what? Misha lo yizkarev elav yechzar ha'orosoi. Someone who is not approaching Hashem, is not making moves on his own, is not working and investing in bringing himself to Hashem, and he's rather doing, therefore, the opposite. He's seeking, <coughs> falling from Hashem, allowing his body to direct him, allowing his guf, his physicality, to call the shots. He will not be zoiche to Hashem's illumination. The illumination is all there. Hashem turns away from him. Not that Rebbein is unable his, uh, his abilities are diminished, are reduced. I can't give, says HaKosh Baruch to you because you're not allowing me to give. No, 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 no. HaKosh Baruch give as much as he, want, as he wants, but this person has put himself in a place, in a position that he's unable to be zoiche to that. Says Ramchal straight out. There he spells it out for us. The reduction and, and that which is preventing the illumination, the lichtekeit of the Rebbein from arriving at this Yid is his fault, the problem lies on his thing, uh, on his end. These, these, these difficulties, technical difficulties are on his end, not on HaKosh Baruch Hu's end. HaKosh Baruch has established and written into the Brio that one who is up to performance and follows suit is, is, with, and, and lives up to the expectations that are given to him in this world what he's here for, which is what which is the system in its entirety of all the mitzvahs, doing the mitzvahs the right way, the neshama raising the guf with ahava and yiro, the neshama suppressing the guf and avoiding the pull of the mitzvahs in the proper way through yiro. Someone who is up to par over there and, and, and his job performance is good, he's doing it the right way, he's doing the right thing the right way. Every aspect Every decision, every step of the way that goes into an entire career of that, with every step of the way, he's getting always closer and closer and getting further and further in, 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 in um, working his way up in Hashem's good graces, and working his way up in terms of Hashem providing him with Ha'ara's Panim. So in other words, it comes in degrees. It comes in degrees, and the higher person raises himself, the more, therefore, corresponding like Kodesh Baruch Hu is providing him with Hashem's illumination and, and Hashem's lichtikai. It's Again, corresponding to that in... in, in, um, in um, uh, what's it called? Um, directly correlating to that, he will receive Hashem's Ha'orah. According to that which a person is reaching at HaKadosh Baruch So again, which means about as we've been saying, not just what he's doing, but how he's doing it. How he's doing these mitzvahs. That allows him to receive, therefore, High Madrega's lofty heights of Shlemus of perfection. She told us Madrega Ha'ara Ha'hi. The Shlemus, which is coming from the Ha'ara, here he says it again. The Ha'ara, the Oyer that Akash Baruch is giving me. So again, we have this, 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 this uh, oddity over here. This, this, um, you know, curveball. The Ramchal is thrown all the way at the end. Until now, it's been, you know, left to, uh, to un be understood that it comes. From me, entirely from me. That's what we've been talking about in the entire parak. I 
control my destiny. I determine my fate. I am actively directing myself either upwards or downwards and deciding if I'm close to Hashem or, or distant from Hashem, if I'm receiving shleimus, if I'm being like HaKosh Baruch Hu Ma'ahu Af'ato, or if I'm being distant from HaKosh Baruch Hu, if I'm going to have that oneness, that consonance, which creates perfection if I'm not. Now the Ramchal is saying, no, no, really, at the end, it's all, all coming from Hashem. And the, the shleimus that we've been talking about, the perfection of being like Hashem, and the tveikus, and being one with Hashem, is all a function of Hashem's lichtekeit, Hashem's he'ora, Hashem being meir panov, yisborach. Hashem will do that based on what I'm doing, but it comes from Hashem, not from me automatically. Very interesting. The hefech za'averus, and averus is the same thing to the opposite, on the other side of the coin here. When a person on his own decides to drift, decides to let his body pull him down, lets his goof control him, goes with Bechir that way, he is distancing himself, but the 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 repercussions, the ramifications, how that translates into distanced, a distanced madrig um, from Hashem, that also is coming from Hashem. That doesn't automatically create a situation where I am broken away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, apart from Hashem, divested from Hashem. That comes again from Hashem. The Hashem now is Nis Alim from Ayid, Chas Hashem turns, turns away from him and he no longer gets his Ha'ara. Because again, it's not automatic. It's not coming directly as a result of what I'm doing. It comes as a, with reciprocity to what I'm doing from Hashem. Not automatically, not directly. These Atzim Boy Ayideza, Madrega Menechisar, and she told us, Madrega's Ahelamahahu. And it will reinforce that since Hashem has turned away from me, the chayshech that a person will find himself in, chisarin, that a person will find himself the opposite of shleimus, being distant from Akash Baruch Hu, and being in a state where he is unworthy and unable to have tveikus in Olam Haba, he's made himself less of a ben Olam Haba. But again, that doesn't come automatically from the Aver, it comes from a result of Hashem turning away from him as a result of the Aver that he did. Okay, so that's the end of Yud. Yud Aleph kind of wraps up, Yud wraps up the parak, but maybe we'll try to do that today. But just for, we have to speak this out, we have to address this, this, um, you know, what seems to be this anomaly over here. And all the way at the close of Perik Dalit, which, which was so, uh, you know, till now, you know, very, it was very, it was something that we had, I think, digested, absorbed, and the whole process was very clear as we went into this morning with that summary. We have this monkey wrench. This monkey wrench, which seems to be a funny kind of, you know, blip in the whole system over here and kind of throws into disarray everything as we've been understanding it in two ways. A, um, why isn't it automatic? Both the, the shlemus that I should be getting by doing my mitzvahs, it should be said everything that we said till now, it should be automatic. Um, mitzvahs are, when I do them the right way with ahava, that means I'm embracing aspects of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I do it on my own, I do it through a struggle, I do it through the Neshama raising the guf, I do, do being native to my own guf, I, I'm emulating God, I, I'm doing it on my own, and, and each mitzvah is an aspect of, of the Rebbein Shalom so that should automatically reach Shlemus and Avir says, well, I, I, I'm allowing the guf to bring me down in one of 365 areas where I, I'm distanced from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It should, why doesn't it happen automatically? It should. If not for you, that's what we definitely, we, we would have wrapped the, the, this parak on our own like that. And 
why would the Rebbeinu Shalom set it up in such a way that it's not happening automatically? So, so two questions, which is really one, which are really one, two sides of the same dilemma over here. Why isn't it happening automatically? And why the Rebbeinu Shalom Taka set it up, put it seemingly an, es- an, uh, an unnecessary, extraneous step over here, making it more complicated than it needs to be? Why does it have to be? that No, it's, the Shlemus is coming from HaKadosh Baruch reaching back out to me and giving me Ha'arispanim. And the Chisarin is after Hashem sees that I'm running away from him, okay, he, he turns away from me. And that's what's creating Chisar. Again, in, in, in Lamdus over here, of this, uh, in the Lamdus of Hashkaf, in the Lamdus of, 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 of the Ramchas putting together, why, and, 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 and um, why, why not the first way and why the second way? So it's like this. We have, indeed, a very, very um, fundamental, but a, a deep and profound idea that emerges over here when we are able to understand that there's a question to be asked and we see what the question is. The answer to that question is one of the fundamentals of Amuna, Hashkafa, life, the universe, Yiddishkeit, and ultimately how Kashbarhu bashaft the Welt and how he runs the Welt, how he created and runs the world. The idea is like this. What's happening is like this, Rabbi Sayyid. Our question was, based on everything we said till now, it should be automatic. Shleimus and the lack thereof, my perfection, my tikkun, making myself into a ben adam haba, or chas shalom, finding myself bereft of that, should be automatic. And automatic means it should be a direct result of what I do on my own through my bechir. That's the way it should be. But it's not. We see clearly that it's not. It's about the rebbeinu shalom reciprocating and acting on what I'm doing and responding to what I'm doing. Why? The answer is, as we saw towards the beginning of the Sefer, Olam Haba ultimately is about a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It is ultimately about a yachas. Being at one, being Davik being as close to our Creator, the Infinite, as is humanly possible and and existentially possible for the finite to be. And it's all about a relationship relating to Hashem. The relationship is the same thing as this closeness, as this Tveikos. And that's why, as we've said, so much a part of creating that Elam Haba is the relationship in Elam Hazeh. That's the Ava and the Yira. That's why the Ava and the Yira have to be there. That's why they're, they're so important. They're so fundamental. Without Ava and without Yira, there's no relationship. They're just going through the motions. So said differently, Elam Haba can never be anything that is, 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 is about going through motions, about a mechanical, systemized approach. When it's that, then I don't need Av and I don't need Yira. I just all I need to know is the rules, the rules of the game, how the board works, which cards to play, which cards to avoid, and then I get to the candy castle all the way at the end. When it's when it's mechanized, when it's systemized, when it's about following the rules, and we have seen again and again and again, Elam Haba is nothing of the sort. Not about accruing points, getting credit, cashing in your chips, handing in my my um, scorecard and um, converting it for the big prize 
It's about being like Hashem, you can only be like Hashem, be one, at one with Hashem, if there is a relationship with Hashem. Any aspect of the system that's going to work automatically is going the other direction, is working against the relationship. There's no relationship anymore. It, it becomes automated. It's the automat. And you put in the coin, open up the, 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 the drawer, and out comes the apple pie. It's automated. You pull the lever, and down comes um, the, the uh, you know, the big, the big gift. Down comes the, um, the uh, what do they call that, the piñata. Down comes the piñata. Smash the piñata, and out come the candies. There can't be any aspect of creating Adam Habo, which is going to be automated. And if it's automated, it becomes automatic. That goes against what the whole journey is all about. It's all about a relationship. From our perspective and from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's perspective as well. From the Rebbe Shon's perspective as well. Dveik is about us being close to Hashem. It's about Hashem being close with us. It's about us being matched on ourselves to be at one with Hashem. But it's about Hashem responding in kind and drawing us near to Him. And if that would be lagging on HaKadosh Baruch Hu's end as well, it would be weiter, an automated system. It would just be about us knowing which buttons to press, which levers to pull, which switches to activate. And boom, you have Dveikus. That kind of an approach goes against the nature of Dveikus. The nature of Dveikus is a relationship with the infinite. And Mashalama Dover Doima, a marriage, a relationship with a spouse. Relationship with a spouse is also supposed to be about Dveikus, about Kurva, about the two. You know, Vahoyu Levasar Echad, becoming one. The two spouses becoming one, a kurva, Tvekas, where there is a oneness, a oneness in the marriage. And part of engendering that oneness in a marriage is certainly actions on the part of each one of the spouses that create the Tvekas, that, that show my Ahava and my Yira for my spouse, my Ahava for my spouse, and my Yira for my spouse. But the moment that becomes automated, that, 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 that makes this a mockery and a travesty of a relationship. And the moment a husband says, you know what, I'm going to pick up flowers for Shabbos because when I come home with flowers, it makes my wife happy. If my wife is happy, she's more inclined to do things that I want. I keep her happy, you know, happy wife, happy life. That's right. Oh, so here's the flowers. I want a happy life, so I have a formula for that. How do I make sure I have a happy life? I have a happy wife. How do I make sure I have a happy wife? Flowers. Women like flowers. Chocolate. Uh, what else do women like? Have it somewhere. Just look it up somewhere. Speak to my Rebbe. Speak to my Rebbe. That's my Rebbe. What should I get for my wife? Every Shabbos. Tell me what women like. Right? My Rebbe knows. So um, there you go. Go shopping. Find out what's on the list. And, and you bring home flowers. You bring home chocolate, you bring home a cookie, and cha-ching, you pulled the right lever, and down comes um, letting you go out with the boys Sunday night. Bowling, maybe. That's a good one. Um, and my my, uh, my uh, favorite, favorite supper, Tuesday night, you know, or letting me get the, uh, the, 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 you know, fry night from House of Kosher, not having to hear from my wife how it's so bad for me, it's going to clog up my arteries, because I... I, I Flip the right switches, push the right buttons, pull the right levers, 
And cha-ching, that, that the results come down, the pinata comes down, and and um, look, it's exactly what my Rebbe told me. Have a happy wife, have a happy life. And that's what marriage is all about, right? No! That's a travesty of a marriage, it's a mockery of a relationship when it's being done like an automat. You know, so I know which levers to pull, I know which buttons to press, I know what comes down on the other side. That's not a relationship, that's oneness. Not oneness at all, that's manipulation. That's manipulation, automation, mechanization. There's no relationship there. There's just manipulation. There's no relationship on my end, there's no relationship on my spouse's end. It's me knowing which drinks to pull. The same thing is there a much more deeper, sublime and profound way between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If getting into Elam Haba, which is a relationship with Hashem, being at one with Hashem, the, the, the ultimate dveikas with Hashem, the dveikas that we have with our spouse, but taken to an ultimate madrego, if that would be about, hey, I know which mitzvahs to do, and it gives me shlemus, it gives me that dveikas that makes me like Hashem, it, the system becomes automated and mechanized. And, and it's a cheap mockery of relationship that undermines relationship. It has to be set up necessarily in such a way that it's what? Hashem tzilcha yad There's a reciprocity. I reach out to HaKosh Baruch Hashem says, Wow, you care about me, I care about you. You're interested in me, I'm interested in you. Then there's a tveikos, the same thing that you have, the hayu or echod. Ultimately, what, what do we want in marriage? I'm not doing it to, you know, get things, get crude points with my wife. I'm doing I really care about my wife. She likes, she likes flowers, she likes chocolate, she likes all these things. And it genuinely makes me happy because I have Abba for her. I'm her biggest fan. I admire so much what she does. She's such a good person, such a good woman. She takes such good care of the house, of me, of everything. I want to make her happy. I want to give her the flowers. I, I want to learn her up, figure out what, what her interests are. I do because I care about her. Then she cares about me. There's a response from her back to me. The system of Oilam Hazan Oilam Haba has to be the same way to the exponential Madrego over here. I care about Kosh Baruch Hu, but the Shleimus, which is the Dveikas, which is one is with Kosh Baruch Hu, which is a Yachas with Hashem, has to be Yachas, has to be a Kosh Baruch Hu reaching back out to me. This is why it's so important for Ramchal to, to cement, to hammer home this whole entire paragraph where this is the final thought that don't think it's automatic. Don't think it's about pulling strings and flipping levers. It's reciprocity. It's Hashem Silcha Al Yad Yimi Necho. There's no automatic system going on over here where I automatically make myself shalom, automatically make myself tafikulakoshbar. It has to be Yerushalayim reaching back out to me because otherwise there is no relationship. And with that, let's just wrap up this parak. Nimzulafi kolmash egdamnu. This is Yudalef. Shakavana beemes bechol mitzvah elov yisbarach. The kavana behind all the mitzvahs is to get close to Hashem liskariv loy v'lei or ba'arpanov to get closer to Him, to bask in His light. That's my kavana. Ahava. Dveikos, Bechira, raising myself, why am I avoiding to escape and avoid distance, being distanced from Hashem? This is the real purpose behind all the Averis and the mitzvahs, the avoidance of the Averis and the performance of the mitzvahs. How this, each one of the 613 works on their own. There's a lot of depth, there's a lot of oymet, there's a lot of, a lot of detail over there. Based on the 613 aspects of myself, the 613 aspects of God, the 613 aspects of the Brio. We will speak about a small amount of these 
how they work on the Kishka's level, the mitzvahs, how the mitzvahs work on the Kishka's level, in a seventh section on its own, with Hashem's help, and that's referring to the final section of the Sefer, that's Chelek Dalad, that's where Michal gets back to this thought, so that's put on hold for a long time, there he talks in Chelek Dalad, uh, he gives us a handful, a sprinkling of mitzvahs, how those work on the Kishka's level. Good. Tom Vinishlam, Perik Dalad, this wraps up Perik Dalad, meets Hashem tomorrow, we continue with Perik Hay, and thank you all for joining, have a wonderful day. Yes. Yes.